Welcome to the Refuge Project. The Refuge Project is a place that we can have meaningful conversation in a safe place. We are your hosts. I am Pastor David. We got Pastor Caesar. Hey. We got James. Hello. And we got a couple special guests, Knucklehead, Chevo. Hi. And David. David, what's your last name? Uh, my last name is Perez. Perez, that's what's right, up? Perez. Yeah, David uh, Perez. Before we do anything, oh I really, gosh. here we go. Really, 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 I got to give a shout out to one of my friends. Uh, if you're hearing David Perez, if you're hearing shout out to you, David Perez, uh, you're important to me. You're, yeah, just shout out. I'm sure we've shouted you out at least once. Once. It was like after the 4th of July one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and here's a prime example where we don't shout out too many people too much because uh, Exhibit A, <laughs> Mr. Chevo. Yeah, Chevo just come in and try to take the podcast over right off the I right wanted to be bed. close to the buttons thing. Yeah, intro that's why you're finish. not even over close to the buttons. Yeah, man. Not close to the buttons. So how y'all's, how y'all week been? You I, always I sh- ask this question on Sunday. Well, <laughs> like, <laughs> that was last week. Like, how was y'all's last week? Was, <laughs> last, was, yeah. last week was good. I yeah. had a good week last well, I week. I actually made it to church with the same pair of shoes on. So, praise God. That was good. David was just like, nice shoes. Nice yeah. shoes. <laughs> Sometime yeah. this week, I, I uh, somebody, uh, I was just parked. Well, not parked, but I was waiting at a, at a red light, and then just somebody just hit me. It was, it was like a love tap like kind of thing. In the back? Yeah, yeah. And and I we got out and I I was just like, I ain't got time to deal with this. So I looked and it was uh it was just kinda like the paint chipped on it just mm-hmm. a little bit, but my car's older already and the guy was like, I'll give you my insurance information. It's like look, he's man, like, give me a hundred dollars, we'll call it even. Man, I said happy holidays, get out of my yeah. face. You know, because it's <laughs> it's like it'll be like twenty bucks to buy some paint to cover that up, and then if I report it to insurance, then I'm gonna be paying five hundred dollars uh, extra every month and uh, so it wasn't even worth it. So uh, Merry Christmas, you jerk that hit me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Let's get through Thanksgiving first. Be thankful that he didn't wreck your car. Did you listen to the message this morning at all? No, I was yeah. too okay. busy. Well, obviously. <laughs> he was too busy thinking about how angry he was. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm letting it fester and build yeah. up. Then it can, it's going to explode. Classic season. Yeah, shout out to Stephanie, right? Last week was uh, just Killed amazing. it. Great pocket. Killed it. Yes. She did say, Stephanie and I, we have a... Um, a, a hood ministry. Uh-huh. So we go out, you know, just for that. It's just me and her, but we kind of nominated you to be in our club now. Really? She thinks that you're hood enough. Well, I'm probably more hood than both of y'all put together. I just... Uh, so maybe I should be running things, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yes, probably. Probably, pretty, pretty probably, much, probably. Much. We always need the older people to help us, you know, financially. E- e- easy, easy. And, um, Are we going there already? Oh, <laughs> well, didn't just, I think, didn't you just celebrate your 50th birthday? Yeah, yeah. yeah man. This is be the last time that Chevel comes to I was just repeating November about... November 20th, we'll Chevel's on the we'll podcast. Have, we'll just have Julie join us. Julie, she, yeah. she wanted to come, but I told her no girls allowed. Yeah, that's not exactly dude. how it happened. She, she such said a that we really she, you was begging on your knees. Yeah. Someone, please let me go to Pastor David's house. And, <laughs> and she, she was like, know. no, you have chores to do she at home. She still thinks I'm taking a nap at the house. No, that's not what she nah. told me, bro. She nah, told me that you, right like, you promised her that she was going to do the, your chores tomorrow and then her chores the next day. My chores is asleep. Yeah, so. <laughs> and now talking I'm, a big game, but I talked to her after church, and she was just like... Yeah, Chevo acts big, but... already recording this message. Yeah, already, already. 
Well, I'm excited about Thanksgiving. I don't know about y'all. I've already had one Thanksgiving meal. Anybody already had Thanksgiving food? No. No. No, we had... Um, no, absolutely not. We had Thanksgiving dinner uh, at my daughter-in-law's house yesterday. Man. Probably the best pecan pie I've ever had. Why, though? Because their family does it the week before because uh, her parents go to his dad's house or something like that next week. Gotcha. And uh, so, yeah, we just went over there. It was a kind of a last-minute thing. They had a couple of extra spots at the table. So there were just like some couple of people canceled. So they said, come on over. So. Did you take anything? Take, like. Yeah. You know, mean like a. Like, like a like dish or. A dish. You know, it's no Hispanic thing. You got to take the, uh, the centerpiece. Mm-hmm. You know. <laughs> I just I didn't know it was like anything but a quinceanera. You just take the centerpiece. Like I got all, like hundreds of centerpieces when I go to people's house. So if you're looking for your centerpiece, come give me. Uh, I probably got it in my closet somewhere. Probably hidden in these thousand baskets that you have in this room. Yeah, but I'm excited, man. I love some turkey. The only thing I'm not excited about is staying up all night and smoking the turkey. So I'm the turkey sm- turkey smoker. Smoking uh, turkey? Yeah. I mean, I've smoked a lot of things in my life, but tur- turkey's the only, yeah, only stumbled, one left. You stumbled over your words where you said turkey, and you're like, staying up all night, smoking. Turkey. Turkish. Yeah, so, ain't nothing new. I stumble over my words all the time. <laughs> mm-hmm. Staying up all you night. Know, I, I was, on the way over here, I was, uh, I was considering uh, putting a new segment in or uh, uh, offering that to y'all. It's called fat boy thing. <laughs> and you don't you don't necessarily you, you don't necessarily have to be a fat boy to, you know to, to have a topic in here, but like fat boy thing. Okay, give me one of them. Smoking turkey. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think a, a fat boy thing would be frying turkeys. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Fat boys be frying some Dude, turkeys. My family so fat, we fry and smoke. We got two turkeys. Ooh. That's true. Mm. That's fat family things. Yeah, me and your dad fat were talking about thing. uh yeah. Turkeys and Thanksgiving and shooting guns and all that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I don't know how they do shooting this year, guns. In the past, they, the last few years, they've like fried one and then smoked one. Yeah. Yeah. Because your grandma does the turkey, right? Um, Normally. The, no, not usually the turkey. She'll do like the ham. She'll do a bunch of. Other I feel stuff, lied to because he told but, me your mom did the turkey. Well, like, I mean, oh, I'm sorry, your grandma. Before. Your grandma. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I feel like the last couple years, my. Uncle Greg, Austin's dad, would, like, smoke one, and then my dad would show up and fry one. But it's different all the time, you know? Yeah. Well, one of my stories uh, for Culture Corner, which we haven't got to yet, is on turkey, so we can expand on that a little bit. But, uh, again, on my way over here, I was thinking about fat boy things, but then also, uh, there was, like, some train or something that was going on. Bro, that train is famous in this area. Oh, man. the first time it's bothered me. I was there forever, and I was, like, ten cars behind James. I had my windows down, blasting my music, and then all of a sudden, something bit me. You see that? Oh my god! Hey, that's the. It looks like a music note. Oh my goodness! Whatever it it bit, it bit me, and that thing hurt. I was like, man, it felt like a scorpion got me. You need to take some Benadryl on that thing. (laughs) Like, you need a. Wow. That's one of those. uh, That's one of them cow cow flies. It was something. You know, like like I'm telling you, you like I got, I got, I got bit by a, by a, a lick it for him. I, I got bit. That's by a, a Mexican thing. Like when you get bit by something, like you have to get your saliva and put it on top of it because something in your saliva is actually, mm. I don't know, it's something. From that's that Mexican voodoo. I know. Yeah, I don't know that. Anyway, yeah. so scorpion bit me on my way. 
Wow, that's the, that's stuff that only happens out here. Don't man. bite; they sting. Yeah, I'm telling you. They wow, pinch too. Pinch. they pinch. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, um, I was wounded. I'm wounded for this podcast. <laughs> You're gonna be looking like hit, like a Will Smith on Hitch by the end of this podcast. <laughs> you know what would be good for that? You're talking about fat boy things. We should go to Pluckers and eat that deep fried Twinkie. Mm-hmm. Pluckers, huh? Well, I don't know. Let's jump right into. Culture Corner. Going in, yeah. Now, oh man, before this, before this, Chevel was talking about Mad Noise, how he was gonna uh-huh. bust rhymes in here, and then he got in and he got scurred. Yeah, the cat needs yeah, yeah. Got scurred. Pastor Caesar, what you got for us? Are you want me to go first, huh? <laughs> All right, I'm gonna go first. I forgot I'm going first. Hey, so we've been talking about this whole social dilemma stuff, and mm-hmm. I tell you, um, have you ever heard about the um, what are they called? Uh, uh, farming, like troll, troll farming, right? Troll farms. So if you had never seen about troll farms, I'm gonna throw a picture up for the people that are here. This is a troll farm, um, man. So what happens basically in troll farms? They get a bunch of phones or computers and they put them all up and they run um, like programs. And this is how like China and Russia will take over. You're like your social media accounts and different things like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm showing a picture of a wall of devices where they're just going in and they're basically sharing the same post over and over and over again to get that. Um, to drive up their likes, their presence online and stuff. Yeah, correct. And uh, so there's these things that, that are all over the um all over the internet, internet right now, and the guy that done social dilemma. I just got a quick uh, clip for the, him talking about these troll farms. Oh, totally, 104. This is an important stat, actually. I'm glad you brought it up. Um, hundred and this is as recent as October 2019. 140 million Americans per month were reached by essentially troll farms actively. Um, there's three categories of pages in which they. So for Christian pages, the top 15. Out of 15 Christian pages, were all run by troll farms. So all of the Christians in the country have were receiving content. And 85 percent. Oh. This is this is a secondary point. 85 percent of the uh, Christians who saw that stuff in their feed, they didn't actually accept an invitation from the the group or the page to say yes, I want to subscribe to you. Facebook, because they're optimizing for growth, they change the way that the system works so that if a page invites you. That's enough to, for it to start putting the content in your feed. So there's an example in Francis's work where there was a QAnon person who invited 300,000 people in one day. 300,000 people. And because Facebook's optimizing for growth and engagement, those people didn't have to say, yes, I want to join that group. Just by being invited, it started testing. Like, we want, we want oh. to optimize for growth. So it puts it in your feed. So and what, if you oh click on it, God. it auto-adds you to the group. Out of the top 15 pages for African-Americans, two-thirds of those top 15 pages were run by troll farms. Of the top 15 pages for Native Americans, one-third of those pages were run by troll farms. So. It's interesting, like, 
even the stuff that we think as Christians that we're going to that are, you know, something that might be important to our faith or just a bunch of troll farm stuff, sending out propaganda or something like that. And we think that we're being good little Christians, Mm -hmm. you know, by accepting these things. And I thought that one thing that was pretty interesting that just by clicking on it, they're adding us to their, that page. Mm -hmm. So what does that do? It just puts more of their propaganda in front of us. Yeah. So I think it's, you know, time for, I mean, it's not just Christians. I, I just thought that was interesting. 15 out of 15 of the top Christian pages on Facebook are fake. Yeah. You know, um, just more important that we need to make sure that we are reading our Bible, that we're understanding what the word says. So when we have a bunch of this fake stuff, um, you know, we know that it's not true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And what's what's the motive behind these uh, troll farms? Is it uh, a profit, uh, advertising dollars, uh, what? It's- Agendas. It's a political agenda, you yeah. know. Um, and, and part of the other, uh, the longer version of, of this clip, they just talk about um, separation between groups. Mm-hmm. Um, they were just talking about, like, you know, basically China, okay, we don't need the, you know, the billion dollar airplane we have troll farms yeah you know what i'm saying so if they can separate the american people and have us fighting against each other they can just secretly just continue to take over the world while we're sitting over here and we can't even figure out the right president to put in and then you know do do stuff like that yeah and social media right now it's still it's still private like it's owned by a it's a private company it's not a utility yet to where the government can um necessarily put some sanctions on it um because a lot of it's still protected under our freedom of speech but uh i know there's been talks for the last few years of actually making social media into a utility like yeah. electricity or you know, all these internet and stuff but what have you seen that the government regulate that worked yeah. oh nothing mm-hmm. you know so it's not going to help it's just going to be oh covid yeah it's just going to be another back and forth political, you know, a rant and something that's going to be on the ballot every single time there's a ballot that the left wants to do this with the social media and the right wants to do this with social media. So it's just going to go back and forth. I mean, our government hasn't done anything that regulates anything very well at all. So, so follow up statement then. How can the Refuge Project get in, t- in touch with these troll farms and push <laughs> push us out a little bit? We just need about a thousand smartphones and we just yeah. put them on James's wall. Yeah. <laughs> I have a wall. You can use it. Yeah, I've been saying for years though. Like, uh, like I don't understand why people don't realize that most of what you're reading online is not real. It's not real people. It's internet things like you're talking about here. Like I was talking to Tara about this like a few years ago. She. We were talking about people fighting online or something, and I was like, I'm not convinced most of it's real. I was like, I'm pretty sure most of what you're seeing on there is not even real people. It's just internet bots. Yeah. And uh, anyway, and then I I heard that clip too uh, earlier last week, and uh, yeah, I was just like, yeah, that just confirms what I've been thinking. Well, if if Trump didn't get anything right, he got the fake news stuff right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Great. It was that was a great just statement and quote that stuck yeah because it's right like all this is fake and we you know and it wasn't okay so these like conspiracy theorists but there's always been people out there that are conspiracy theorists or whatever 
But like everybody's conspiracy theorists now, like, yeah. oh, that's not real. That's yeah. fake. You Another know? stat they brought up on that show was, um, I think it said every quarter Facebook shuts down 2 billion fake accounts. I'm going to say that again. Every quarter Facebook shuts down 2 billion fake accounts. That's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah, I've gotten some. I've gotten hit by some fake accounts from people that make accounts from, that are people in the church. Mm-hmm. One of them was your uncle, Dell. Oh, yeah. I remember you sent an yeah. email out. I sent an email out because it's uh, this guy was getting bold. He was like asking for money and trying to get questions and stuff. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, first of all, yeah. I know your uncle very well. You don't he, need your money. No, he, <laughs> just, he don't need money. And whenever he's ever asked me for anything, he calls. Yeah, you know, just that's always him. Yeah, he's not gonna send you. Uncle Dell's legit. Message. You yeah. know, he'll sit down and just tell. Hey, come and get a meeting with you or whatever. He, you know, he's always well, he's that old professor. school business professional. Yeah, Shake, sh- shaking hands. I, I, and... I was watching an episode of Matlock yesterday. I was uh, and who's old? Boy? <laughs> yeah, I, I was with Pastor Mark <laughs> and his dad. Oh, celebrating. Yeah, now we're gonna qualify oh. this. <laughs> There were some of the younger ones. Matlock, what's that? Right. No, actually, if we tell them what Matlock is, they'll go and be all like, start buying all the DVDs and stuff like that, or VHSs, right. and be like, "I'm retro now. Look, I'm so cool." I'm <laughs> Matlock retro. T-shirt, yeah, yeah. Matlock. A hundred. Gen- they just start me an Etsy account. I'm angry at Gen Z. Those... I am angry at Gen Z right now. There we Oh, you old heads. It's like, y'all steal everything that we made. Yeah, like, yeah. old heads? They're calling the old heads the 30-year-old old heads. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, you're not even the... I'm not even an old head. You're not even a head. Yeah, man. You're basically to them. dead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who's the fossil? <laughs> anyway, so we were watching Who's Matlock, right? <laughs> Let me get to my point. We were watching Matlock, and, uh, and it was cool because there was one scene there where they were, like, eating brunch somewhere. And nobody had a cell phone in yep. their hand because mm-hmm. this was like shot in like early '90s or whatever. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so it's it's cool that you can go back and see that mm-hmm. uh, chronicled in our in our history. There was a time where people actually sat down and had conversations and yeah. didn't have their cell phones. And yeah, I think yeah. I shared it on here before. Like we when uh, we'd have these King Cat meetings and we have a bunch of artists and you know producers or whatever in the room uh, or at dinner. We put our Phones in the middle, like, and then you, you know, things are always, bzzz, you know, you're trying to have dinner, and like, whoever touched the phone first had to buy dinner for everybody. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, <laughs> so it was crazy. Sharing you just, your conspiracy theories, you can always everybody see that they just wanted to grab that, you know. But, but you know. <laughs> well, hey, before we get into the second story, you mentioned, uh, uh you mentioned something about uh. Fake stuff and fake Fake news and and all that. Uh, Well, uh, Pastor Mark today uh, in like the closing prayer or something like that, he was talking about Thanksgiving and meeting with families and stuff uh, that don't allow political agendas to separate you or Mm -hmm. conversations and stuff. So while he was praying, um, um, I would just think about silly things that people talk about, silly prayers, silly things. Anyway, silly family time. And then uh, I just uh, just remembered this video here. So let's laugh just a little bit. So do we want to go straight to the... Play, we'll just play it from yeah, there. Yeah, just play it right there. If, if you're not a, been around for a while, As a Dare Panthers of the Water is a classic. You know, I thought we were going to start singing that this morning. I thought Pastor Ron's and Pastor Marcus would bring oh, that one up. Yeah, but, but real quick, real quickly, just just to tell you a little bit, we're going to play this this clip real here, uh, right here. You're going to have to listen with two uh, two ears because the audio is kind of shaky. But this is a uh, he's supposed to be a worship leader. Uh, uh, praying out but uh, it just really doesn't come out that way so take take a whistle okay and then if you can't see the video you know we'll post the link on the on the uh the comments or whatever and um 
the church kind of looks hip for its time because this video is seven years old. Yeah, seven years old. So it's not like it's one of these backwood churches. No. You know, they got some money. They got a little bit of money. They got the big screen before the big screen was cool, you know. They have, you know, the nice little, uh, little, you know, nice little setup here. Worship so, leaders in jeans. Yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, it looked like a hip church. I don't know where this guy came from. Maybe everybody went on vacation except him. I don't know. We'll see. He's about to marry the whole crowd. <laughs> the pastor's going over there and tap him on the shoulder. Amen. Amen. Oh, man, that is funny. Not what you can do, what we can do for you, but what you can do for us, just baby Jesus. <laughs> that, that boy said, by the power vested in me, by the state of Arkansas. <laughs> I do declare this, Marcus. Oh, man. Yeah, I forgot about that video. <laughs> yeah. Goodness gracious. But, like, I kind of wonder if... <coughs> Are you okay? Yeah. <laughs> but I uh, kind of wonder if, yeah, if I kind of wonder if it was that guy's like first time, or if it's someone like Chevo up there, like. I mean, that might be worse. Yeah. Man. <laughs> he said somebody like Chevo, man. Who's driving Chevo. home? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like Pastor Caesar. Oh, oh man. man. Yeah. No, but. Uh, Church so, so like listen, if you go to your church and you just like, man, I wish they would do something with our worship service. <laughs> could have been that. Just guy. replay this video. <laughs> he, this this guy could be he's out for hire, I'm sure. I'm sure he's touring the United States but, right now. I, I wonder, I mean, I really wonder what the context behind this was. He tap whenever you you know you see a, a pastor or somebody that's speaking, tap somebody on the shoulder, it's like, Hey, you done. Yeah, that's it, cut it off. But it's like, is this about like, the power invested in me in Arkansas? <laughs> this is like his brother-in-law or something like that. That just so happens to know how to play guitar, and everybody's out for the weekend traveling. It's like, hey, we need somebody to come and sing and play he, guitar. For sure, he was a fill-in. Yeah. Oh yeah. And this was probably his first time. Is, is anybody in Lud Bush up in here? Me? I can. About the power invested in me, I can. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh. I, I was telling the worship team the other day on Tuesday. Actually, I was telling them. Yeah, it's only a matter of time before we end up on worship bells. We're going to do something. Oh, <laughs> there's, yeah. this, there's this other video where uh, the drummer's playing, rocking out, and then just all of a sudden yeah. the cross that hangs, there's a big old cross, wooden cross mm -hmm. hanging behind him and just falls on him. And just, <laughs> it just destroys the whole drums. Classic. <laughs> we had a moment like that uh, a couple years ago when we're, um, we were doing a children's play. And... Uh, you know, I don't know what happened, but something happened and Cheval was going to go save the day on stage. I think he was plugging a mic in, uh, you know, something. He was trying to help. Uh, that boy was saving no day. Him and the fake brick wall that the kids put up was tumbling off the yeah. stage. Yeah, that's okay, so, oh, come on. Whoa, like, you butchered it. It was, it was <laughs> a Sunday morning. That's what it looked like. It from was the a Sunday morning, Easter. 
Oh, Easter, Easter even better. Pastor Mark <laughs> and Ms. Blanche, shout out to Pastor Mark and Ms. Blanche, um, they took like a whole week to build this wall, like, because, you know, the, the crucifixion and everything. It's a rock oh, wall. The, rock the whole wall. Easter story thing. So, yes. Okay. Uh, so, first song goes in. I don't know. It's like the Holy Spirit led me no. to get on the stage behind the wall to dance and like try to throw Pastor Caesar the off. Holy Spirit. Like, on Easter, you guys. On Easter. 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 So I literally go behind the wall because who's going to see me behind the wall? And I was drumming. And in case Pastor you Caesar know. was drumming. He's a drummer, if y'all don't know. Um, I start like kind of like party boying. No, no. You, I, you start, were, I was, was full blown like, party boying, dancing, just dumb. And it's like during worship, during the, worship. the first song <laughs> no, on Easter, on Easster, Easter, New Year's. Keep in mind, I'm probably like about two feet away from the edge, and it's like Caesar was just like just drumming, just trying not to focus on me. And then I felt something just kind of just push me, and I felt that was off. Jesus. That was Jesus. The <laughs> yeah. Holy Spirit pushed me off the wall. Now he's leading. I fell. <laughs> the first time he's ever led, led you anywhere. But <laughs> <laughs> Caesar lasts because it's styrofoam wall. And I reached for it like it's gonna save my life. <laughs> I fell from the stage, Pulled hit the floor, and then rolled off and came back on. Probably a good four to, feet. Yeah, I like rolled. I did like a ninja roll parkour. parkour. No, it, parkour. it didn't. No, look like it was. It was. No, quick. it did not look it like that. Mind. It was, yeah, in your it, mind, it, that's what happened. But it, it looked like you was falling out of the tree. You know what's so crazy about it though? There's cameras right there where the drums at. All of a sudden, the camera wasn't working. They couldn't pull that footage up. There was a lady with her camera facing at an angle where you could barely, right where I fell off, it cut off. So by the time she went here, I was already up trying to put the wall back up. That was the mercy of Jesus because if that would have been recorded, I would have had it. Oh, yeah. yeah. I would have yeah. been on the refuge pro project seven years later mm -hmm. going, look at that's this idiot. Mm -hmm. That stage does not like me. <laughs> I fell off that stage it, twice. It, it, was, it was hilarious. And I'm like, that's what you get. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know? Um, but it, it was funny because I saw it in slow motion. And it was like I, I describe it like a, you know the old school Godzilla movies. <laughs> so he was falling down and he grabs the, the styrofoam wall and <laughs> tore a piece off of it. Man, so this, this it got worse for me, bro. Like on Easter, bro, we're supposed to be praying for the you know this brand this, new visitors. Yeah, like oh, the, the souls. Brand souls that I think it was saved. Yeah, the year and, that you're uh, um, Terra. I think her parents that went. Tara? That your Tara. Yeah, that your <laughs> Tara. I know nobody else is Tara, but your, your Tara. Tara. Your T. Thank you. Sorry I'm for saying that. Okay, I'm glad everybody knows. Sorry. But yeah, yeah. it was interesting. Oh, that's uh, yeah. disappointing. Why? <laughs> <laughs> we literally talked about mentors today in the morning. Yeah, I didn't do a very good job, obviously. You did not. Do yes, you did. Well, yes, you did. I, well I, I was I guess you can't. I guess you, you can't teach like cat. Like reflexes. Mm -hmm. No, no, that's either. I was a ninja. Yeah. I straight parkour. I'm no, not that is not what it looked like. No, I park. I uh, rolled. My whole body rolled. It was like, doo -doo -doo, yeah, like an up. egg roll. Hey, it's still rolling. <laughs> <laughs> it's still rolling. I think it was Julie that asked me, like, you weren't worried about Chevo? I said, no. One by hit that next beat. Yeah, so that, he hey, got, I gotta he, give it to Caesar. He, he did not lose it. He was chuckling while he was playing afterwards. Literally, didn't but miss a beat. he did not miss a beat. He was. <laughs> And then uh, Caesar's uncles had to come help me, but they were like real disappointed in me too. They're like, okay, but you, you, you brought down the wall. And I was like, someone has to do it. Mm. Oh, I thought he was at the Jericho. <laughs> I, was, I was stomping around seven it's times. It's messed up though, because they spent like all week, all week working yeah. on all that, week. painting it, sculpting it. And mm. <laughs> here comes Godzilla, a Mexican Godzilla. 
I tore it down. It wasn't for the children. It was, it was Easter. It was for the people. It was for the people. The, the lost. <laughs> it, 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 it was for Jesus. It was for Jesus. Yeah, it wasn't for the kids. It was only for them. Oh, wow. I'm sorry. Right. Anyway. In, so, in, the, in other news. It just wanted to lighten up the mood. That's all. Right, right. But uh, yeah, yeah. In other news for Culture Corner, uh, this year is set to be the most expensive Thanksgiving Ever. Mm. That's the... The meat prices. Everything. Everything. Mm -hmm. They said even the chocolate chips are up 9.9% from last year. Yeah, there ain't no inflation. Mm. None of that, right? Mm. No. Uh, That's what they said. Fake news. That's real news. Q ain't on. Uh, (laughs) Whatever. Is that how you say it? I'm not into all that. Q ain't on? Whatever. (laughs) Anyway, so yeah. Shout out to Rittenhouse, by the way. Oh, Yeah. Every everybody that's a conservative is all like, yeah, Rittenhouse, he's our savior. <laughs> they, they they got their flags on the back of their truck riding down the road. I don't know any of the details of that. I just know he got con- not convicted. Yeah, he shot a couple people, killed a couple people. He should have never gone to trial in the first place. I heard he was the white OJ. Yeah. No. He was a white supremacist killer, but he only shot white people. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So it was at a it was at a BLM rally, mm. uh, protest in Kenosha, Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. Is that where it is? Um, yeah, so at, there was a shooting last year of a guy named Jacob Blake, and uh, well, uh, he got shot seven times in the back by a police officer, and uh, the way that um, the left, uh, yeah, the left uh, portrayed it was that it was just another uh, another case of uh, an officer shooting a black man, but uh, they didn't show the whole video. He pulled a knife on them, and he was called out for for for. Uh, they were called out for previous uh, aggravations by this guy, and, mm-hmm. and anyway, so he didn't die. He got shot seven times, but he didn't die, and the whole city went into uproar, mm-hmm. and they were burning the town for a few days. So this kid, that seventeen years old at the time, went to go protect some uh, some property, some property with an AR-15, got assaulted. And uh, by a by mob essentially, mm-hmm. and he uh, he shot three people. Two of them died, and uh, they were making it out to be as if he was out there, kind of like an Mass active shooter. Shooting. Yeah, and it wasn't that at all. But that's all you heard from the left. Mm. Um, yeah, so conservatives and all they were very invested in this case, which was a year later. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a long time to describe <laughs> Kyle Rittenhouse, but he was not guilty. Uh, he should have never been guilty. The, there was so there was an abundance of video evidence that showed self defense, but nobody. Even now, you can go to CNN, you can go to MSNBC, you can go to all these other news sources right now, and they will all not describe. Like you, like you just did. One of them, the guy that lived. <clears throat> so the uh, defense attorney said, uh, and I, we're, this is not pro or against Rittenhouse, but it was just funny the way it went. He goes, so you're telling me that. <laughs> Rittenhouse did not shoot you until you pulled your gun and pointed at him. He was just like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, and that was the prosecutor's witness. That was the prosecutor's man. witness, yes. Oh, man. So yeah. the defense attorney just like, thank you. We'll rest our case. <laughs> can we go home now? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it, was, it, it was crazy. Anyways, man. what you got for country? No, no, so for, you know, for Thanksgiving, you know, yes, Rittenhouse will be home eating turkey. The most expensive turkey that he has ever eaten, just like we will. Ooh. But, uh, yeah, in this story as well, they just talk about the rising costs of everything, supply chain shortages, mm-hmm. blah, 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 blah. But, um, yeah, with inflation and all that um, happening, I guess people are going to be 
more selective of the items that they get in the grocery mm-hmm. stores. Mm-hmm. Uh, question for y'all. What is a must-have Thanksgiving dish? Uh, turkey. Yeah, you gotta have the turkey, right? For me, I don't really care. I'm not really into the turkey, but... Side dish. Side, Side dish. dish. Um, stuffing. What kind of stuff? Cheese ball. I'm not super into the stuffing. Mm. I don't know, man. I'm just like a big fan. Like whatever you put in it. Gravy or no gravy? No gravy. No gravy. But no the gravy. stuffing has to be the stuffing has baked, to be baked into the or smoked in or whatever into the. It's gotta be in the turkey's butt. In the butt. No. Or out the butt. Stuffed out the butt. Little turkey got me in the butt. No, ours is in a pan in the oven. Gotta have some mashed potatoes. Mashed potatoes. Pies. You know, all the all the desserts for yeah, sure. Gotta, all, gotta, the pies. Gotta, gotta all all of Brother Stacy's twenty pies that he nine. Does. He said he's doing nine. He had, he said he only makes him as much pies as he has a pie pans, and that's nine. That's yeah. nine of them. Yeah. yeah, they're all good. Trust me, I've ate them all. See, I get I get made fun of constantly because of this, but I don't care. I'm confident in who I am. I know who I am in Jesus. Mm-hmm. But uh, for me, stove top, stove top. <sighs> I love <clears throat> the box taste. Uh, <laughs> oh. Disgusting. Mm-hmm. David's face is hard to decide. If Everybody that I talk to, have you had real stuff? I mean, like, yeah, I've had real stuff. But I, don't, you know, and and I don't, I just don't get some of it. Someone's like, oh, we need to eat the gizzard. Okay, first of all, you don't need to be eating no gizzard. No one needs to be eating gizzards. All right. But My dad eats fried gizzards. He'll go to a chicken place and order gizzards. Hurts. Yeah. Hurts right there in Pasadena. I don't know if it's is that he one, the one that, that that took you to your first lubies. No, <laughs> probably. Shout out to Lubies. They still open for Thanksgiving. Y'all need to swing by. Lubies. Anyway, the worst, the so every, everybody makes fun of me because I I really do enjoy the taste of stovetop. I only get it once a year, so everybody back up off me. Who you makes know. it? Uh, I gotta make. You gotta have a ham, Mama. right? I, mean, I like the ham. The ham. You gotta have I the ham. Most think like typical Thanksgiving foods. I'm pretty indifferent about like turkey. I'm like, eh. Whatever. Cranberry sauce. God, I'm not, I don't even like the cranberry sauce. Yeah. What if? Okay. What offends other people in as far as in green bean uh, casserole? Yes. That offends yeah, I'm not into casserole. I, I don't like the green beans. Like, what's wrong with regular like green beans? beans? Yeah. That you have to put some like mushroom soup or something in it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Well, everywhere that I've gone. Everywhere, mm-hmm. I take my own hot sauce. That's you know? true. You do do yeah, that. and yeah. and I I have to eat turkey with hot sauce. Time out. Sino Chile. He's it's true. I've mm-hmm. seen him even when we go to youth camp. He has a little holster or something with a little hot sauce, <laughs> and he puts yeah. it on. But he, he's Beretta that type of person. Hot sauce. He yeah. we've gone to eat at Pluckers, and he'll pull up in a Yeti. What'd you say Pluckers? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and he'll pull up in a Yeti. You. With tor- with tortillas, so he can eat his. So he's that type of person oh, that will so bring. Funny. That's embarrassing. Stuff. Yes, that's, that's so why we're friends. I love I fall my off the stage, wings. He brings the hot sauce. I love my hot wings that's with some tortillas, some that's corn tortillas. That's embarrassing, bro. For real. <laughs> Have you ever? Well, no, you won't. You won't never try Goodness. that. I'm an embarrassing person. It seems like it. Brings that's it why we're friends. I mean, if you have a, a hoster for your hot sauce. 
you yeah. bring tortillas to your chicken everywhere place. I go, everywhere I go, I have to do that. And then it's like, so I've had people before. No, wait, 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 let's stop for a second. You don't have to. <laughs> Jesse does. I have to. You don't okay. have to. You can eat like normal people and don't eat stuffing out of a box. First of all, normal people. You don't people, have to bring tortillas yeah, I don't to a chicken place. Us. Normal no. So he has, even at church, when we do like the events, oh, I there's know. a hot sauce, a regular hot sauce. But then we did a that wing challenge, Out whatever, challenge, yeah. and um, so we I I bought an Amazon the 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 bomb, so he'll bring that out, and it's funny because he'll start giving it to people that are not like that doesn't know what's going oh, on. Oh, I see the ruckus going yeah. on over there. Dude, yeah. I saw Caesar during communion bust out his own tortillas. <laughs> <laughs> it, it wasn't the juice; he had yeah, the hot sauce. He, has, he took a shot of the hot sauce. <laughs> That's what it was. I saw it, man. Yeah. I was wondering what was going it's on. It's those little reversible cups, the, you know, this the was, bottom ones, the cracker, whatever yeah. he pills it. I think it was last year uh, that you and your wife, David, went uh, not not Hatley but Perez. Y'all went to the uh, the Christmas banquet, right? It was the Thanksgiving. Okay. Deal. So we didn't know each other yet. I don't even think you were necessarily wanting to be in church at the time. That was like our first like event that we went to. And um, so Raquel, my wife, she knew like a couple of people. I didn't really know anybody except for uh, Deborah's husband or Deborah and her um, husband. And uh, so y'all passing around the hot sauce and I'm trying to like put myself out there a little bit. And like when y'all dropped the name of it, I was like, I know what that is. So I just put like a little dab and I was like, that's not... Yeah, and, and yeah. I mean, the little dab would just numb you it, out. It was funny. It was funny because I didn't know this guy, right? He was just sitting there, and I'm like, oh, all right, here's a new visitor. And then, he, honestly, I thought, man, he ain't never coming back. <laughs> His mouth is falling off over there. And he's, Everybody. Yeah. It was like, it was not only you, um, Edwin tried it as well. Mm-hmm. I think uh, Mario. Mario. They were just like... <laughs> And we're laughing because we already know. They're like, I didn't take the chill. We got some. Huh? Mm, I already learned my lesson the first time. I don't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's nuts. So it's offensive. It it's offensive. I and I, I have <laughs> to offensive. eat with hot sauce. What does Marina say when you she's, show up to she's, places? She just shakes her head. <laughs> she's she's uh, disappointed. <laughs> she cooks stuff and is like, man, oh, I'm I disappointed in my wife. This. I season it perfectly, and you're like, Marina makes some. Hot sauce. I can't talk about her cooking anymore. She gets mad. So well, I'll tell you what, Sandra's the same way because I always. You got some Creole, you got some hot sauce. Uh-huh. It's, it's not even about like your food. I just like it hotter than normal yeah. people like their food. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Anyways, got a song for y'all today. Andy Minio, Not Gonna Do. I won't apologize for being who I am. Throwing shade on me, saying I bow you up. I won't apologize because you feel some type of way. That's a knock and do, Ooh, that's on you. Look, here's what we not gonna do. Move to LA, then dye my hair blue. Hey, fire up the lobby to stick a glue. Man, y'all do anything to get a million views. Mommy, here's what you not gonna do. Slide into my DM with those nudes. I wrote back, my wife got those too. And I'ma take hers if I had to choose. Look, here's what we not gonna do. Buy 10 name brands, spend like 10 thou. Wear it all at once, pretend you got style. Just cause you got paid, that don't mean you got taste. And here's what we not gonna do. Write God first in my profile. Then live my whole life like Satan, child. If anybody say something, now they hating. Wow. I won't apologize for being who I am. 
Throwing shade on me, say a lot about you. I won't apologize, cause you feel some type of way. That's a knock and do, that's on you. Pretty girls make the world go round. I thought you knew that. Coco Chanel with it. No, I can't do that. Look, here's what we I gon' do. Pose for the pic when I'm trying to get food Especially I know I'm in a terrible mood And then they go and tell the news I'm a terrible dude Nah, look, here's what we Start throwing my feelings in the timeline Then be mad cause somebody getting shine shine They better back back it up like Juvie in the 99 Nah, here's what we Spend the rent money on brand new J's Go and take a loan from the SBA Just to take a trip down to Miami Dade Like Wade, hold up Wonder if they ever gone change grow up i put a gold racket in a frame so what security guards at the game know us i'm in my own lane doing donuts yeah then i slide and for my a1s i get them a5 i told my j-lo i ain't going a-ride because i got a playbook that i gotta play by you know what ain't you gonna do i think that's a pretty dope song the treatment on it with the uh with all the green plants and everything going back and forth between andy and uh, the dude on the guitar pharrell <laughs> he does look like pharrell but i thought uh the treatment on the video was pretty awesome yeah it's a good looking video uh and then just the whole theme of the song of you know some stereotypes of the uh, of things that are going on right now with the culture and stuff and He's kind of holding his ground as a, mm-hmm. the line as a Christian. So, Pastor Caesar, you're the most critical. Tell me. No, I was doing his thing. I, I, I enjoy it. Oh boy, he went hood. Doing his thing. Doing his thing. <laughs> did, did you like the song? Um, yes. Yeah, but that probably has to do more than uh, more because it's not necessarily hip hop. Traditional. It, yeah, yeah hip hop. It, it's got the it's got the whole acoustic guitar vibe going. So it's very. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what to call it. I think it's funny that the rapper's white and the guitar player's black. Yeah. Is he really white? I thought he was nah, like, 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 a, or like Italian or he's something Italian. like that. But that's white, right? No. No? Yeah. No, it is. Is? Yeah, white's, Italian's white. But it's not like white. No, that's where he gets his swag from? I mean, yeah. I mean, like regular white people can't wear orange glasses? I mean, <laughs> I mean, if you want a critical review of it, I mean, you know, they yeah, both man, they both look like cartoon characters. Yeah, but... what did he he had the line about like don't don't mean you got style? Look at this guy. Yeah, he wears his dogs. I mean, yeah, Andy Andy's a very different person. Yeah, yeah, hey. for sure. He's got his own he style. He does have some nice shoes. I do like those shoes. Yeah, they got creases in them. Nope, nope. don't know. <laughs> no, no, no. That's important. Speaking of Andy Benio Reach Records, just so you know, LaCrae's in town, Arena Theater, December 2nd. Who? Get your your tickets. If you listen to Christian music, you know who he is. If you don't, you don't. So, but get your tickets. It's going to be a great show. Uh, All right. Well, let's get right into it. Hey, David, you know, I got a few questions for you. What's up? Uh, we We talked on July 4th. You stopped by the podcast for a few minutes, but... Um, I don't want to put you on the spot or anything, but I'm going to put you on the spot. Just give me a little bit of background of who you are, where you came from. Um, I've never heard your story, and I think that it'll be. Uh, uh, what are we doing here, Chevel? His hair's messed up. His <laughs> no, he looks nice. At least he's got hair to comb. Hey, whoa, 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 whoa. hey, hey, hey. 
That's why people gotta stick what together. What we ain't gonna do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, give, give us a little background on who you are and where you came from. Yeah, um, so... So, uh, me and my wife, like I said, we, we started coming here about a year ago now. And um, I went to Galena Park Elementary, middle school, high school. Okay, shout uh, out. I went to uh, Giuseno City Elementary. Nice. Yeah, nice. right across the levee. Yeah. Yep, yep. yep. Uh, yeah, so went there, graduated in 2009. Um, went to San Jack for like a year. It wasn't really for me, so I started to uh, go to work, all that good stuff and um and over the course of that time i, I was kind of sharing with uh with uh Chevel, like uh because he always sees me like as like this good person this good boy right. and uh and 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 we're talking and there's like this whole other like part of me that he has that he doesn't really know you know so um like i was sharing with him how like i just started to like how I got like lost in sin basically and um I was living I, I was truly living for myself instead of like living for God. But over the course of that over the course of that time he was like building me up and uh, and um we could fast forward to me being like twenty I wanna say twenty three and uh I've shared this story with them and uh and I'm still single, still doing whatever and uh, I and I get this piece of uh, I get this piece of paper in the uh, mail and uh, and it's like oh you got a free cruise I'm like that's spam that's a not Tro- put it in the Tro- trash farm. Tro- yeah. Yeah, Tro- Tro- farm. farm that they give you yeah before the internet I guess well during that time but um, so like a week goes by and I'm at work and I'm like super frustrated I'm like man I need a little vacation so let me call the number see what see what happens so it. <laughs> Uh, it actually it actually turned out to be not free free because nothing's really free right but uh, for a seven day cruise I paid like fifty bucks. Oh for, wow! Uh, me Did and you have to go sit through some like presentation. No, no. Talk about how you're gonna buy eight acres of land somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, no. Um, I had one on a cruise prior, and um, I guess it was from that because it was the same cruise line, and uh, so I'm like, yeah, let's book for this date, and they're like, All right, do you want to take somebody with you? Like, who am I going to take? So uh, I asked my friend Nick, and he's like, yeah, let's, he's down. Let's go. So we, we go, and uh, it's like the third or fourth day on uh, the cruise, and uh, they had this little club part. So we're, uh, yeah, we're party boys. Twerking. Right? Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, so we're, 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 we're over there. We're doing we're doing our thing. We made all these friends, and uh, on the dance floor, like this girl. 2014. 2014. Okay. Yeah. So I'm already a little older. So this girl walks out on the dance floor and my heart drives. It's like that cartoon character where the girl passes by and you're like, oh, God. Right? (laughs) Heart's not to Yeah. So like, I have to go talk to this girl. (laughs) So like, I have to go, go, I have to go talk to this girl, but I'm scared. Like, I started as much as it is, right? And like, you want me to go talk to this girl. So, uh, but my friends are like, go talk to her, this and that. So I finally work up the courage. And, well, did and, the courage come in a bottle? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no comment. Uh, hold, on, so, hold, on, hold, on, hold on. So before you proceed, let's paint the picture real quick. So in 2014, yeah. 2014, this is the top 10 charts, right? Okay. Billboard charts. And so this is what he was potentially, dancing. Potentially, dancing. Potentially, potentially what David was dancing to. Okay. 
Pharrell Williams, Happy. That okay. came out in yeah, 2014. That was for sure on the playlist. Right. Katy Perry, Dark Horse. Uh, yeah. She might have lost that lawsuit against yeah. uh, what was that Flame uh-huh. or whatever. Yep. Uh, John Legend, All of Me's for all my for all my classic all my sympathy uh, folks out there. All right. Uh, I think that was playing after that he talked to her. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh. Jack, he's playing. It. Yeah. Iggy Azalea. Fancy whenever she came out, right? Oh, hey, that was like Raquel's song when that when then oh, first came out. That was right around that time. I haven't yeah. thought about that song in years. So that's probably why you were all uh, oh, yeah. uh, <laughs> counting, counting stars, One Republic. That's a jam, still yeah. jam to this day. Uh, Jason Derulo, Dirty Talk. That was number six. Number seven. That was the next day. Rude by Magic. I don't even remember that song. Why you uh, gotta be so, so rude? Oh, yeah. that's yeah. it. Yeah. Are- uh, number eight, All About That Bass. Megan Trainor. And that was Big Girl Megan, because she ain't big no more. Okay, so number nine was Problem by Ariana Grande, featuring Iggy Azalea. And number ten, Stay With Me, Sam Smith. Yeah, that's probably he was singing that, that at the karaoke tour. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so um I go talk to her and um Fancy's playing. Yeah, Fancy's <laughs> playing. And uh so I asked and I, I actually think it was uh there was a country song on during that time or something. So uh so I asked her like, Hey, do you wanna <laughs> Yeah, it probably was. Right? <laughs> <laughs> that, uh, that's I my band right there. That's my band. <laughs> So uh, so I so I asked her like, hey, would you like to go dance? She's like, not right now. So I'm like, all right, cool. So Wait, I go how'd back. she say it though? Like really dismissive? No, she 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 just said like not right now. And of course it's loud, right? So you you could kind of hear, her, but you could like read her lips a little bit. So I asked her like, would you like to dance? And, <laughs> uh, and she should have said like, no, thank you, not right now. So I'm like, okay. So I go back with my friends, whatever. And uh, are they like, talking on you at this point? Like, dang, she did you or? I honestly don't remember because I got the victory in there. Right? Ah, so Chris got. Oh, <laughs> uh, so all he does is win. A couple, here. So like a couple songs later, she she goes back out there and she like calls me to go dance. So we all end right. up. So uh, we end up going out there. We do our we do our thing and um, uh, and I walk her back to her table and uh, and I didn't know that her mom and her sister were were there too. So I mm-hmm. uh, so I introduced myself to them and then um, the next day I meet her dad too. And we get to talk, and turns out she lives like twenty minutes down the street from me. Oh wow! So we come back, and uh, my and I was still staying with my parents at the time. So they're like, "So how did it go?" This and that. I was like, "It was great. I met this girl. I'm about to go to this graduation party with them." Bye. And uh, so they're like, "They're here." They're like, "So they had a graduation party on the boat?" Uh, No, it was uh, for her cousin or something like that. Okay. So they so the parents invited me. Got it. So um, I got cool with the parents, and then yeah, yeah, yeah. that's so, why you got in. That's yeah. how that's how you get the win. Uh, so um, yeah, so we we um, we had talked for a while, and I told her straight from the beginning, like like I like I like you, and she didn't feel the same way. So we stopped talking, and we started back up again around my birthday. Nine months goes by, and we like officially start dating, and uh. Couple years later, we get married, and over the course of that time, um, we we go to we went to church, but we didn't like we were hearers of the word, not doers of the word. Yeah. So, what was y'all's church background at, the, at this point? We were going to Lakewood. Okay, and then as a child, uh, as a child, I didn't really go. Uh, when I was little, I went to a uh, method a Methodist church that was right there in Catalina uh, Park. Okay, and uh, and hers. She uh she always went to Lakewood, so even before okay. the big location where they're at now. Right. 
And uh, so once that church closed down, we tried to go to a Catholic church and nah. So, um, so other than that, I hadn't really gone to church. So when we went to Lakewood, um, like I said, we were hearers of the word, not doers of the word. And uh, so we were, we were like still, I don't know how to explain it, but we, we just weren't living right. And then, uh, then COVID hit and uh, we started, or Raquel more so, she like radically got changed, right? So she was on fire and she was basically telling, her, she, telling me, she was like, you need to read, you need to read. I'm like, I'd rather uh, like play Call of Duty all day, whatever right. it is. So where did that come from? It was that COVID um, time, right? You said it was Yeah, so game. she was going through some stuff and uh, and I had some like, I had some like suicidal thoughts, but never like, obviously never had, yeah, yeah, like not enough to actually like try it. But like I had these like dark thoughts, and but I never told her about it, and uh, and she asked me one day if I had had those thoughts. So I was honest, and I told her yeah. So we had a conversation, and um, and then around that time, there was this uh, like a documentary on Netflix or something, um, you know, the American Gospel. Mm-hmm. So she seen that, and it pushed her to like to it pushed her to like read, and that's where like everything started changing, and uh, so eventually like i caved in and i started to to read too and i i'm not a big reader like all, all those books you have uh, yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. and uh but something but like Show something books. about it like hit like it's god's word so it like it's different mm-hmm. and uh fast forward to like that october uh we uh elam just started they y'all just opened back up and uh and Deborah was the one that uh, said we should go and we should try it out. Which Deborah is this? Um, Deborah and Zelda. Okay. Yeah. So we. Um, so I remember we're like in. We're it's on a Wednesday. We're like in the parking lot, and she's still like hesitant. Like, should we go in? So I told her I was like, let's pray on it. We'll try it out. If we don't like it, we don't have to come back. And uh, so we did. We go in, and every question that she like had, like. Pastor Mark like answered. Wow. So from there we get um we go to a Friday night service and then I start going to the men's Bible study, start going and going and uh and um so we we start going and going and I and 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 I'm enjoying it. And uh I wanna say sometime in like January or like February. And like I would play games like all day, right? Like not all day, every day, but on my off days, like that's how I spend my time. But mm-hmm. I started to get to the point where I wouldn't take care of my other stuff, my other responsibilities. I'd just be there and then go do whatever afterwards. So it got to a point one day where a guy was like, Go sell your game. So I, uh, I was you like, sure that was God? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> no, yeah, because if I didn't do it then, yeah. I was never gonna do it. Yeah, right. So I like packed it all up, took it to GameStop, and like GameStop, they're like gonna get, they're gonna get you. Right? Yeah, like, give me pennies so, of the dollar. Uh, but so on the credit card pad or whatever, like they're like scanning all of the games in, and uh, and it's like two hundred dollars worth of stuff. So they're like, you want store credit or do you want cash? I'm like, just give me cash. So it went from two hundred, and when they pushed the button for cash. Split right in half to one hundred. Oh. So, uh, but after, not too long after that, I uh, got baptized uh, February seventh, Super Bowl Sunday, and that oh, wasn't planned. So, yeah. um, 
So that so that happened, and then after that, like it, things just opened up. We started getting like plugged in with the started getting plugged in with uh two with uh two twenty, and like my time, my like my schedule's busy. I don't, like I'm at church like four times a week now, yeah. you know, and uh and like that's God, and like God put us, God took me out of that to just like fill my time up with other with doing godly things, setting yeah. my sights on things above, and. Now building my treasures here on this earth with like achievements on Xbox, like right. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that's amazing uh, because so many stories happened as man. I went to this revival, or I went to this church, and they were having this special, or mm-hmm. or you know, I went to this church and they had these amazing programs. It just shows you the power of the word. Like they wasn't even going to church, and his wife was just like, "Hey, man, read this," mm-hmm. you know, and they begin to read the word, and the word changed her life so that's that's inspiring man yeah. it really is and and like something crazy was about that time too is like uh when i did start to read like i would wake up by myself like at four in the morning and like went like wide awake so i just started reading and i didn't know where to start so i started like from the beginning read uh genesis went through exodus leviticus is Man, that's tough. <laughs> Let me go to the New Testament. And then, so I started at four in the morning. Yeah, yeah. so uh, I started. No wonder you having dark thoughts. Yeah. So, <laughs> so uh, yeah, then I fast forward to the New Testament, and I just started going in. Yeah, guys, still working on. Me, but that's awesome, man. That's that's gonna be inspiring for somebody else. So there. like your friends and stuff that you had that were your you know your club boys, the ones that y'all would go out, hang out, whatever. Over this last year plus now, uh, how have they received the transformation? Are they closer? Are they farther? Are they interested? Um, well, it was already, we already kind of started to like uh, separate just like life, um, marriage work and stuff. Marriage, yeah, especially that. Like we're, at this time, me and Raquel, we're the only ones that are married. And uh, in your friend group. Yeah. 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 So. How old are you? I'm just turned thirty back in August. Okay, so. wow. Yeah, she's twenty eight. Yeah, when, whenever yeah. we talk to young adults, and I know you probably had this conversation with them too, it's uh, we tell them whenever you get married, <laughs> your single friends, cut them out. I mean, naturally, there's going to be some that just cut out by themselves. Yeah, because married friend, married people should have married friends. Yeah, uh, it gets, there's always that one or two that you know you went to school with, and you know your whole life or whatever, but. Just naturally, I mean, you're gonna hang out with who, what, what you look like, what you feel, and all those type of things. Yeah. So, um, they're going out to the club and they're still doing the same old thing. And you and your wife want to spend intimate time with each other and maybe intimate time with another couple. Uh, so it naturally works that way. Yeah, yeah. I think, and I think Raquel was saying one time how whenever, whenever you're out there in the world and you got your worldly friends and everybody's just always hitting on each other and trying to see how they can stab each other in the back or hook up with. You know this person's husband, this her, this person's wife, and stuff. Y'all have any of that? Just kind of like creep up whenever y'all were making that change. Uh, no, because like he's like I would cut that off. Like, <laughs> <laughs> nah, I uh, nah, like I, I like I would intentionally not put myself in those situations, right. even though we're like out and about in the world or whatever. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, so that wasn't. How long you been married now? Uh, four years. Four years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What do you what do you see the biggest transformation in your in your marriages since the since y'all got married? Me doing but, the dishes. Oh really? Yeah. Hey. yeah. Uh, hey, like, that deserves I a buddy, man. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I like I was 
like she's like the clean one and I'm the one that's like messy and stuff. Yeah. And so whenever so of course whenever you like first move in together and all that stuff, like you uh you learn a lot about each other. Yeah. Even though you might have like talked forever, y'all have known each other since y'all were kids, like they're you're, when you move in together, it's different. It's a different game. You they really see you. And uh for us, like she like Put me into shape. You're gonna make the bed. <laughs> you're gonna do the dishes. So did y'all, but, James? You're you're fair. How long you been married now? Uh, a little over three years. A little over three years. So did y'all talk about that stuff? Like when we get married, this is gonna be mine. This is gonna be yours. This is how we're gonna work relationship. Or y'all just like got married and kind of just figured it out. Uh, for us, it's like we got married and we just like, figured it out. Yeah, I mean, we didn't make a chart or anything. But like, <laughs> uh, I. Uh, for us, you know, I'm, I'm a spreadsheet guy. So like, <laughs> you, are, you, got, you do the dishes on these days. On two, nah, we're, I'm much more free flowing. Uh, but do you like? Okay, we've been. I've been uh, going to that sync class. Uh, you've been in there too, yeah. you know. And they keep talking like all this like couples advice, where they basically would tell you like, you should do the dishes. Your wife's gonna like it, and that kind of stuff, which is great or whatever. But it's like, like I don't need. Everybody knows that. Like, do you really need somebody to tell you that? You know what I mean? Yeah, yes. but no, yeah, <laughs> but it's, like, it's like give and take, though, right? But it's, it's not like you didn't know that. Yeah, no. You know what I mean, so I'm all about like just just do it. Like you know they're gonna be happier if the house is cleaner. Let's not leave a mess. Be a man, James. Clean up after yourself. You yeah, so I mean? that's what it came down to, you know. And like like especially with like my work schedule, like I'm at work sometimes for like six hours a day. So when I come home, she's still at work. So Mm -hmm. I might as well like do it, Mm -hmm. you know? So that's, that's where that like cunt comes in from, you know, because mom and dad's not there to take care of you, you know, Mm -hmm. you got to do it. And are you going to put it all on your wife? Like, does that make you? Yeah, but all that stuff. But what I'm saying is like, everybody knows that. Yeah. You know, you can like lie to yourself and be like, ah, no, it's not. But, like, you know, hey, it would be better if I did the dishes than if I didn't do the dishes. Again. Yeah, but I think yeah. sometimes, especially in new relationships, you need that room. You need somebody to say, hey, man, you should do the dishes. Like, it's someone just to people you. being lazy. It is. It is. It is. That's exactly. And all. You know, Absolutely. That's, so I'm going to tell is. on myself, okay? Because, yes, people know that. I know that. Like, I know that. Caesar knows it, Yes. Y'all. But here's the thing. Uh, with us... It is helpful for me to hear that time and time again, especially as you get busy, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You get super busy. You come home and then it's like, from from my perspective, I'm just sharing my perspective. So everybody else is entitled to their own perspective. But mine is, I have a very busy schedule. I work mm-hmm. a 40-hour a week job, right? Uh, doing this and then another 40 in ministry. Yeah. So, you know, and doing all these things, coming home at 9, 10 o'clock. And then the dishes are there. I know they need to be done. Man, I am so tired. <laughs> but my my wife, she does them. But it, it's like the thing, like, you know, you, you separate the, the job duties, yeah. right? Because she ain't going to push a lawnmower. Mm-hmm. I am, yeah, exactly. you know? Same. And it's like, and then every now and then I'll pick up a dish. Yeah. But it's just kind of those shared responsibilities to move the house forward. And then with kids, that just amplifies mm-hmm. everything. And everybody's relationship's different, you know? Yeah. yeah. I'll tell you, so... You know, working for myself, I could most of the time I could make my own schedule. Sometimes they make it for me, but I like to have a, you know, a light schedule on Friday, just because it's Friday and the weekends is coming. But there's lots of benefits for me to get home early and have my wife walk into a clean house. Mm-hmm. You know, come home about two o'clock, 
hit those dishes, have everything, the room be clean, the bed be made. Yeah. Good benefits happen. You know what I'm saying? Like things go well that Friday night. You know what I'm saying? So, so on I mean, your spreadsheets that you put, sexy times. I'm not going to share my spreadsheet with y'all. Y'all's making fun of me. All, like all I know is at 50, I'm still doing them things. You know what I'm saying? So he's, he's going to share the uh, he's going to share the link to the spreadsheet on our uh, <laughs> the template so you can use. Here's something I've learned. I I think is like I think this is a guy and a girl thing. I am much more inclined to clean up as I go with like everything. So with laundry, dishes, I'm I'm way more inclined to just like wash the cup out right then and there and put mm. it up as opposed to let the sink get full and then oh, do no. it all. So I'm more, of a, that way. I'm more of a clean-as-you-go guy, and Tara is much more of a, I'll just have a cleaning day. That's on me. Set. So you are doing the opposite of my hypothesis, which was, I think most guys are much more inclined to do the whole kind of do-it-as-you-go, and girls are inclined to no, do no, no, the no. I'm a wait-to-do-laundry-until-there's-nothing-to-wear mm. type of guy. Mm. Yeah. You, I think you're just a procrastinator. Probably me down. I am. Uh, I work hard not to be. Uh-huh. Yeah, but it would be very Chelo's easy. Chelo's got something to say. But very, oh, Chelo, I didn't even realize you were still here. <laughs> this caffeine, bro. I'm just jittery the whole time. Um, so when I used to work the pipelines, and so I, I had like 20 socks, 20 pairs, underwears, shirts. I had so much, and I was just like, you. Well, I'll just wait till, you know, I'll go 20 days without washing my clothes. And now I only have like, Four or five, you know. So in between the week, I kind of force myself to wash, especially like my clothes. Um, I kind of do it on that way, so I can't let it pile up, you know, like how I used to. And then yeah. I got boys, and mm-hmm. so both Ruben and Peyton, they'll have like two baskets full, and then it's Sunday night at eleven o'clock. Oh, we gotta we gotta wash our clothes because yeah, we got no more clothes, and we're like, that. nah, bro, like. You're gonna wear dirty clothes because it's eleven o'clock at night. Yeah, you didn't you didn't think about it when you was playing video games. <laughs> See, Peyton and Ruby don't play video games. Well they do, but they're musicians. Yeah. I can honestly say that. They're mostly like um waking up. Ruben Ruben's routine is he's up by like seven o'clock, and by the time I'm leaving out the door, it's like seven fifteen and he's already on the drums practicing. That's why you want to take the drums outside. Yeah, Seven o'clock in the morning, really? Yeah, but we had electrical drums. So oh, all you hear was the pop, okay, pop, pop, okay, pop. Yeah, yeah. Now he has real drums, and I don't. I'm I, I remember head. playing drums. Me and my my cousin, we uh, we shared a room, and we had water beds. And then right in the middle of the two water beds was just enough room for a set of drums. Mm-hmm. And for my 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 poor parents. Yeah, that shows you how old I am. We had water beds. <laughs> I mean, because as soon as one would get done, as right. soon as you would get tired of drumming, you just stop, right? Well, that was the next guy's turn, you know? So it was just <laughs> like day. from the time they got home from school until bedtime, we were playing drums, you know? And yeah. it was crazy. And I never really learned how to play those. <laughs> all all but, those years. But that's a, that's a funny topic to talk about, especially in a room full of guys, right? But uh, there's a lot of things that change whenever you start living with you know, somebody else, you're always used to just being independent, do your own thing, move your own way. Mm-hmm. And then now you got somebody else coming in. And uh, uh, this, this uh, actually next week, uh, my wife and I will be celebrating our six years uh, anniversary. There thank you. Is. Thank you. Thank you. And yeah, I mean, we've never lived with anybody prior, you know, b- uh, before we got married. So it was a gigantic learning curve to figure that out. 
Okay. Tell me how long y'all been married? 15. Mm-hmm. 25. You, you I'm almost much? 25. I think if I gave the horns yeah. for the other. But <laughs> one, thing, one thing that I tell, uh, uh, you know, the young married couples, people considering married, even before you get married, um, try to figure out, and you're never going to know how to structure this stuff out until you're actually going through it. But uh, there's just some things that you need to have as a kind of like a, a jumping off point to where to start talking about some things. Like one thing I told uh, I told my wife, and she's gonna get mad at me for saying all this, but it's all right. It's it's good content. It's worth it. It's like we we're we're uh, we're blessed enough to have multiple bathrooms in our house, mm-hmm. you know. So I'm like, okay, that's your bathroom, and of course it's the the main bathroom for her, the master bathroom. She, th- that's all you. I don't use her bathroom. Yeah. I don't touch her bathroom. Yeah. I don't go in her bathroom. Mm-hmm. Okay, and Why I. You need to? I use the guest bathroom, yeah. right? And because right there, I told her, "Look, I'm gonna blow it up. I'm gonna do everything <laughs> that I need to do in that bathroom, and we're gonna separate, you know, separate." And, and I told separate her this: separate smells. Yes, yeah, separate yeah. smells. Yes, I told her this because look, I know we're gonna be married till the day that we die, right? We're gonna be married that long, and I want to keep the sexiness as long as possible, as long as possible. For me, right? For me. The whole, I don't want to smell your brand. That just kind of that just kind of deteriorates the sexiness for me, right? No, Chevel's nasty, and I won't bring up. It's just he's got his own thing that when when you meet him face to face, he'll tell you that story gladly. But right now, he's being really bashful for some reason. But, uh, I would. They're gonna cut me off, and I'm not even allowed to. No, work. it's all right. We don't want to get you in trouble. But uh, I'd like to get him in trouble. Um, if you want to tell the story, okay. Like, you got married at what age? Uh, 27, 26, you got married seven? three years, 20. I think I was 24. I'm 27, 28, right 28, early, 18. early, 18. So 12. I was around Pastor David's. Julie and I were really young when we got yeah. married. So to say that, like, um, we got married and had our own place wasn't like that because we we're still little kids, so we got married. Stayed at my in-laws. I stayed at my parents and then my in-laws. And it was probably till 21 when Peyton was born. Um, when Peyton was born. Yeah, that sounds better. Um, when we finally got... No, he's it goes both sides. We finally got our own apartment. And that was a game changer for us. Because we are already married for about two years. So that was when we finally figured out being alone. And it was just kind of weird. Because growing up, I was always the neat freak. And then so now we just like... It was different. And, you know, how you had separate bathrooms. I didn't have separate bathrooms. Poor Julie. Like, nowadays. <laughs> so I feel bad for her. And, like, I'm figuring out that I'm lactose intolerant, you know, at this age. <laughs> Did that happen to you when you get old, brother? Is that, like, an old thing? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. He's looking at <laughs> Dave's looking at me. But, oh, yeah, going about back. about this right now? No, okay. No, never mind. Uh, the mic's going away. <laughs> I don't know where I was going with that. Oh, because he was asking about the story. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Julie and I, we share bathrooms, and that's pretty much. They don't even shut the so door. So, we don't even shut the lactose door. stuff these days. So Everybody's lactose these days. Yeah, I'm not I ain't lactose. lactose. Not it's going to happen. Everybody I hear just like, man, I've never been lactose, but it's now I'm news. lactose. It's fake news. It's a conspiracy. It's, like, it's, flat it's earth. the hormones they're sticking in the milk, man. <laughs> Well, Luke's yeah. lactose for sure, for sure. Mm, like, yeah. he has major issues with it. Some people are, for yeah. sure. Yeah, but there's, there's pills for that. 
Yeah, there is. There is. <laughs> <laughs> How do you know? Because <laughs> I'm looking into it. Because I love. He cheese. was making a spreadsheet. Uh, I was yeah. Um, I'm the type of person I could go buy like uh, queso fresco, uh-huh. uh, the Mexican stuff, and I'm, I'm talking about like a big white people's the yeah. white block cheese. The white, kinda, yeah, kind of crumbles a little bit. Yes, that. Um, and I would just eat it just like that. I would literally just go buy it just to carry like a That's snack. That's probably the reason why. You know, so I love cheese. Your yeah. intestines are just backed up. Your, your body's <laughs> tapping out on the lactose. Yeah. That's probably it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm saying, I, I, I don't so know how we even got on all this. But, I don't know, uh, but it's a good conversation. So, yeah. I mean, what what things, even now, even, even now that you've been married for, for a long time now, what, is, what are some things that y'all have set up in place to where, like, this is how we move, this is what we do, this is what we don't do? How do you, you know, how do you keep the spice alive, that kind of stuff? I think as far as keeping each other happy and chores and stuff like that, um, David hit on it a little bit, is uh, not living for yourself but living for others. Mm-hmm. Um, that's kind of really how I, how I, I seen her do it to me, right? We heard a message one time, it was just like, if you want your spouse to be one way, do it to them, right? Mm-hmm. If you want them to love you more, love them more and mm-hmm. show them what it looks like. Because a lot of times we come from different cultures, especially Sandra and I. You know, she comes from a, a very Hispanic culture, first, you know, first um, generation American, English second language, all those things. So the culture was way different. I grew yeah. up in a Hispanic culture, but from the outside, you know, the people around us were so. The, the way that they cook the food, the way that they, uh, the husband and, and um, father father and wife interacted was way different than an American white household. So it was, it was definitely something that we had to get used to. But in early on, I was still living in the world. And uh, but she just started loving me, you know, because the way she wanted to be loved. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so that's kind of like how we just live, live, live our relationship. If we want something from the other one, we communicate, communicate, communicate. Yeah. We, and we don't have any like barriers of talking about anything mm-hmm. like we can. She's my best friend, you know, so if, even if it's like guy talk that we would sit around and we would, you know, fart jokes or whatever. I mean, that's the kind of relationship that we could have. If just nothing's off limits, we talk about it. Uh, we let each other know that if we like it or we don't like it, or could I possibly like it, um, we talk about it. You know, mm-hmm. and it's it's normally one of those places like in car, long car rides that we can get into some some heavy stuff that we can talk about. But just pleasing the other person, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, and just giving them what you would want. And and I think a lot of times. Men have a hard time doing doing it for the right reasons, right? Because we always want, you know. What do we want? What do we men want? Always the clothes want? to come off at the end of the night, you know. And then, yeah, that brown chicken, brown cow. Um, and with, and with you know, they're raising the kids, they're cooking supper, you know, they're working, they're doing all that stuff, and then time, kind of like what you said, you know, the dishes are there. They're over there doing the dishes, and then they're exhausted, and then you want them to have sex with you. Like, and you've been sitting there watching football all night. Like, mm-hmm. of course you have the energy to do it, you know? Um, playing video games playing all day. Playing video <laughs> games all day. So, I've already been convicted. Right? So, <laughs> <laughs> he got his $100 worth. Um, but I just think it really, at the end of the day, it's, it's communication. You know, it's all about communication. I remember 
talking to this couple one time and they were having some marriage issues, right? And Sandra and I, we would, after the sessions, we would send them home and then we would talk about what was going on. And then we both said, they don't know how to communicate. Mm -hmm. So the next time they come on, they come over, we had chairs set up in the living room for they had to face each other. Mm -hmm. And then we would make them say, Hey, what, what they were missing in their relationship. And, and what we found out is instead of looking each other out, out like that, they started, they would look down and we're Mm -hmm. like, no, eye to eye. Yeah. And it was the most, I was uncomfortable watching them be uncomfortable, (laughs) you know, but it was, it was game changer for their relationship. It was a game changer for their relationship. When I'm getting on to my son and my son's three years old and he, he knows he messed up and he did something. He always looks away and I I go to him, I get him by the chin, right? Not in a mean way, but I get him by the chin and look at me. And then I say, look at me, look at me with your eyes. Whenever I feel like the captain, uh, what was it? Captain Phillips or whatever. I'm the captain. I'm the captain. (laughs) I'm the captain. I said, no, look at me in the eyes right now, because this is, I, I, I understand that those are life skills that later on, whenever he's having a conflict with men or he has to really talk about some important issues to be able to communicate. And you can tell whether somebody's lying to you by, by their eyes. You know, there's nowhere to run. That's, that's one of those things I got to tell young people that uh, they will never know what it is to actually go and ask to date somebody else, uh, you know, somebody's daughter or somebody. Because in the old school, you would have to go, you would ask the dad. It was very traditional. You go, you ask the dad, hey, do you want to, you know, I want to date your daughter and whatever. And then you would have to look at that father in the eyes uh, and then uh, and then tell him your intentions with his daughter. And if, you know, if you only had bad intentions, uh, it, you could tell. So, the daughter would sneak out. At right, and she would and still she would go and all that, but that's more on the daughter and the, yeah, all that. Chubby, you've been married a while now, uh, and y'all have had y'all's ups and downs through life. What would you What would you say, uh, you know, some of the, the breakthrough aha moments were for you and your relationship? Well, if I could say it, then uh, the chairs did work. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to put you out there. I'll, I'll, I'll say <laughs> it. I'll say it. I mean, it, it was really... Um, so Julie and I, being married 15 years, we had our ups and downs. Um, it, it was really when, I, I still remember that Sunday when I, when I had told you that I'm done with this, I want to leave, and you stopped me. It's something about the church's foyer. Like, when people try to run and someone just stops you there, you just feel like, it's okay, it's God's moving. So um, when you stopped me, you say, like, what can I do, and blah, blah, blah. And um, it was the chairs that kind of really... That kind of really helped us. Even now, we I don't we don't sit down in the chairs, or we try to um, talk. And I was talking to uh, one of one of our friends, uh, Steve, um, and I was telling him, I was like, man, sometimes I just feel like Julie and I are not communicating right. These past two three weeks, we haven't. And then he's like, well, when was the last time y'all been alone? I was like, what do you mean alone? He was like, well, won't y'all go out this stuff and that? And then I was like, I, I finally told Julie, it's like our alone time to get away or our little date. Is when we go grocery shopping. We don't go grocery shopping no more because sometimes it's just easier just curbside and all this stuff. Because the most expensive Thanksgiving ever. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah. So um, it was really the communication. Like we all talk about, everybody knows communication was the thing. But the the chairs, when you set us down, that broke that barrier of us like to look. And then how you talked about with Theo, uh, with my kids, you know, especially like Ruthie, I I had them look at me in the eyes. Because, you know, I guess we're embarrassed as humans. We just like, we're just looking down and we just don't want to see nothing uh but it it helped out a lot and now being 15 years 
I mean, from the last time we've talked, I know we've had our conversation um, every once in a while, which is good because I really do appreciate, you know, everything that you and Sandra has done for Julian and myself. Um, but it's really, sometimes I got to remember, sometimes I got to come back, you know, and that's why I'll come to you or I'll talk to Steve and I'll say, hey, man, I'm going through this. And y'all remind me of what I need to do. And I think that's healthy, man. If you if you have somebody in your life that you can go talk to, um, you know, I don't know how many, that was 10 years ago that probably that was, yeah. I don't know how long ago it was, but like every three or four years or whatever, you know, y'all come over and we just sit and talk. And then all it is is reminding, reminding you about the basics of, of relationships. Mm-hmm. That's all it is. And Steve brings up a great point. Uh, Sandra and I, and it's a little bit easier now that our kids are a little bit older. Y'all got some babies, but Sandra and I normally non-COVID years, we go, we get away for the weekend, at least a weekend, four times a year. Mm-hmm. Every quarter we leave together alone, mm-hmm. um, beach house, something like that, go to the country and, and get a little Airbnb or something like that and just spend the time together. Our best one was we went and got a beach house and we never left. We went and picked up pizza one time. That's the stuff we got delivered to us. And we never left. We just sit there and, you know, we, we just spent time with each other. And the, and one of the, the, the greatest times of my life, and I'll just share this. Senator normally doesn't get embarrassed, but y'all don't, just don't tell her. I'm going to remind you. <laughs> we, uh, we, were, we were watching something and then we just made out during the commercials. Ayo. You know, and that was just like... And that was the first night, so that just set up the weekend for the rest of what happened, you know. Um, but yeah, just just do little things like that. Um, Steve and you know he's always he gave he was given like sex dice away one year, you know, and it's not nothing like super dirty or anything like that. Sex, kiss sex dice, kiss on the neck for fifteen seconds or something like that. You know, you they, kiss on the neck fifteen seconds, something else gonna happen. Exactly, but with the with the the dice really does is it helps you stay focused and not try to rush up on it. You know what I'm saying? Uh, because it, you just roll the dice again. After now let's the- talk about that rushing up. On- no, I'm not kidding. <laughs> uh, but there's some great apps out there too that that you can do it. It's got timers and music and stuff on it. But just stay, keep it fresh. Don't yeah, just keep, keep it, it the, the, uh, the same old thing. And I know like Sandra has done a, a really good job of like not, not giving me everything in the first two years. You know what I'm saying? She's just like kind of no, you know, we're you know, no, 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 and then a few years later, then we get to do some different things, and you know, now here we've been married almost twenty five years, and I'm still wanting some stuff, you know, um, so, and I think it's just one of those things that we 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 balance uh, very well. Let me talk to you about this. Uh, the first uh, uh, just awkward moment I had as a Christian whenever I heard married people talking about intimacy. And uh, I wasn't oh, sa- I wasn't saved too long at this time, and it was my pastor at that time, and uh, he was talking to another pastor that was he was pastoring acro- from across this, across the city, but uh, yeah, they were they were just talking about something. We were at at a fellowship at Whataburger, and I, yeah, I'm telling you, I was I was probably not even a year at this time in in my Christian walk, and uh, they were just talking, and then yet yeah, somehow some way, I just heard the comment from the other side that said ah. The old costume box. <laughs> and at that moment, at that moment, it's like, 
the world just opened up for me. <laughs> you know what I mean? And and I didn't come from a from a religious background or anything like that. I was trying to keep my mind focused on Jesus. And like you can do that in church. And, yeah. And then I heard them talking about some things, and I said, "Oh, there's there's a lot to this Christian thing. There's a lot to Christianity." And and you know, it's and I think that that's one of the things that uh, it's just a lot of Christians are painted as prudes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and hey, there ain't no prude going on in my neighborhood. <laughs> No, and then like if if you're gonna be talking about sex and intimacy and things like, that, why not the church house? Why can't it be the church house that instructs in actual God made sex? That's where Sandra and I are. We're not afraid to talk about it. You know, she's a little bit more bashful than I am. But if we get, especially in small groups or whatever, three yeah. uh, D love conference and stuff like that, like we're gonna talk about it because nobody ever talked about it to us. Yeah, You know, and as Christians, like, just like you said, I can remember my grandparents telling me they slept in the separate beds, single beds in the same room. And uh, I remember saying something about some sex or something. She, my, my grandfather looked at me, he goes, you ain't noticed a war spot in the rug back and forth? <laughs> I was just like, oh, dang! <laughs> and, there was like, and then you go in their room, there was this little, like, you know, war spot in the rug where they were going. They call it a war spot. Worn. A war spot. Yeah, worn. Oh, I thought you said war. Yeah, I said yeah. war spot. Yeah. I'm like, man, that's that's that's, that's worn. Did you have something? Um, I was gonna say, uh, I think that's like Christianity, like as a whole, right? The first time that I met Pastor Caesar, he was like, the Christian life, like it's not a boring life, and that's what a lot of people think it is. And um, like, I've done stuff over this past year that I like. Never saw myself doing like I learned how to play bass like awesome. to help out and like it's it's fun and I never pictured myself doing anything like that. I never pictured myself doing this. You're welcome. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Chavo. You're welcome. Shout yeah, out definitely. to Chavo. <laughs> 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 the whole point was to come in here. You, were, I was waiting for. I my can't give out. it to you within the first two years. Yes, you can. <laughs> Bro, you walking home today. Can someone Uber Raquel to pick up your husband two weeks later? I don't know. That's messed up. But oh, that yeah, was awesome. uh, but yeah, That's like awful. like there's a lot there's a lot that you really wouldn't think and just allow God into your heart and to like make that make that change, make that transformation. Yeah, I think when we get to heaven, God's gonna be like, man, why'd y'all take life so serious? Yeah, yeah. He's gonna start certain church people, you know, just like man. I had all these things down there for y'all to have fun, and y'all didn't do none of them. Hence, exactly. that's the reason why on Sunday morning on Easter, I tore down the wall. Yeah, that's that probably right? not. You're <laughs> <laughs> supposed to be my mentor. I'm trying to help you. Just trying to, I'm trying to help me. You say stop falling. This is, this is the mentorship that I deal with. <laughs> Step one. You guys so do? let's keep talking about sex. Let's you know? talk about sex, <laughs> so, baby. It was, uh, it, it was uh, at a men's Bible study whenever that first started uh, uh, ramped up. And this was years ramped ago. Ramped up? It ramped up. Right? Oh. Whenever that first started. I remember this. Whenever that first started. And we were meeting Mondays and all that. And it was a good group of guys going in there. We would, uh, Chebel and myself, we would, we would uh, attend regularly. But we had this one guy that was a provocator okay everything big words always was an issue with this dude he was super super spiritual right he he was really a jerk that's what he was but he just painted himself as a very very knowledgeable holier than thou um person and nobody else could ever attain to his level of godliness right um 
I'm an instigator. I, 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 I don't like to get bullied by anybody. Um, and he was trying to prove a point at that Bible study. And we were looking at this one. Well, I, I, actually, he, uh, we were talking about the issue of sex. And he asked the question. He said, how, you know, how kinky can you get in the bedroom you know, to a group of men? And everybody shied away because nobody wanted to answer him. Mm-hmm. And because he, he had ulterior motives in that question, in that line of question. Till you get tied up in knots. Oh. Fifty <laughs> shades of cello. <laughs> Feeling naughty. Hey. Ah! <laughs> tied up in knots. And then I told him this. I said, you know what? Because I, I, I already knew this guy and I knew how his mind worked and he was going to bring up scripture and bash people over the head there that were there. And I said, okay, well, let's go to Hebrews 13, four, right? And it says this, right? It says, marriage is honorable in all, and the, and the bed undefiled, but whoremongers and adulterers God will judge. So in that, it tells us that the marriage bed, all is permissible. What does that mean? And I told him just like this. I looked at him straight in the face, and I said, it means that you and your wife can get as kinky as y'all want to get, brother. Y'all can go at it like Wolverines if you want to, you know? And he was just livid. He was livid. How can you say something like that? It's like, God said it. I didn't say it. God said it. And people are just so uptight when it comes to sex. And that's why marriages fail. We are seeing, uh, uh, we're, we're seeing marriage uh, divorce rates in the evangelical world just skyrocket, mm-hmm. right? Because people are not talking about it. My first pastor always used to say the two main things over 20 years of, of being a pastor and, and, and pastoring people, the two main things that uh, marriages suffered from uh, was uh, money issues, finances, and intimacy. Yeah. We, we have, over the years, we've talked to a lot of people about their marriage and stuff. And one of the things that you see a lot is women grounding their husbands from sex because it's something that they've done, mm-hmm. right? Because they have the ultimate control, right? And I just tell them, like... Don't ration! Don't ration it because men are dogs, man. And, that, you know, they're, that's why they call men dogs. You ever seen a dog around humping anything? A leg? <laughs> uh, 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 stuffed animal. Stuff animal, you know, uh, the couch cushion. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that's that's something that uh, that really feeds a man, you know. And uh, the more you feed him at home, the less he's going to eat out. Right, you know? and and like the more that you are involved in church, and the the more you give yourself to it. Whenever you're getting, because the church is a revolving door of people, right? You're always getting brand new people coming in. You're always talking to people. The more that you're there, the more you start serving, the more you start getting elevated. And you were talking about this the other day, right? If you're not getting attention at home, somebody else will always give you attention. And the people that come in aren't necessarily at a spiritual level yet to where they understand how far they can go with somebody. So, you know, you can figure some, you know, you get a, uh, you know, somebody that's coming out there from the world, a young lady or something. She sees, you know, the definition of what she wants her husband to be, to her boyfriend to be. And she sees it uh, encapsulated in the men of that church. If you get somebody that has ulterior motives going in there, they're going to want to come up, flirt with you, do all these things. And it's all these little micro moments. You know, that can happen. They're like, oh, wow, he's cute. Oh, wow, look at the way he serves. Look at you know, that kind of stuff. And you, they, you start showing more. T- and we've seen this play out. 
We've seen this play out over and over and over. That's why there's failures in, in the leadership of churches. Listen, if if you're feeding your, your husband at home, he's not going to notice those little things because he's noticing you. Mm-hmm. But if you starve him of those things, he's going he's gonna to see it from other women. Mm-hmm. You know, so you have to make sure. And I'm not... And I'm not sitting here saying, women, you have to give it up all the time. And, you know, it's one of those. I'm not saying no, that. that's more Driscoll. Yeah. <laughs> but what I am saying is there there is a certain level of back and forth that you have to give. And if we had a, a, a lady sitting right here and she was saying, listen, if I fill your cup sexually, you have to fill my emotional cup in other ways. Yeah. You know, and, and I, I totally understand that. I'm just, we're just speaking from a bunch of horny men. You know, level right now. Uh, <laughs> not together in this room. What kind of podcast did this turn into? Uh, but I'm just saying that we all have to feel it. And then when you was talking about, you know, uh, defiling the, in the bed and all those things, as long as it's mutual. Yeah. Listen, mm-hmm. man, don't push stuff on your wife um, or wives. Don't push it on, on your husband's. Uh, it's got to be mutual. Yeah. And when mm-hmm. it's mutual, it's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. And don't don't make each other porn stars. Yeah. You know, and we, we live in a highly sexual sexualized society and the how we project things onto people that are going to be our lifelong partners is so important. Not unless they're into it. Right. Well, the I mutual t- thing. Well, I took it too far once. I might just tell this quick story. <laughs> like, you know, you was talking about the, the costume bag. We don't have a costume bag, but every once in a while, you it's know, the clip, clip of the week, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. <laughs> every once in a while, you know, I'll. I'll try to start something or whatever. And one time I, I, I called her some, you know, the certain word. And at the time, she, you know, I seen that the, the, there was a change of <laughs> posture, you know, but I didn't think about it because, you know, one Good track, or bad change. It was a bad change. And, but I, you know, I just kept that one track mind, like I'm going to finish this thing out. And then for the next month, oh, I'm such and such. And I was just like, oh, that one hurt, Ooh. you know? And uh, so we just got to be careful. Like sometimes that we get in a certain position and we're trying to do certain things. Like might want to just ask her if we can go certain places, even when we're, you know, role playing or something like that. (laughs) Yeah. Because that one hurt for about a month. She's just like, oh, no, blankety blank, don't do that. You know? (laughs) But you know, there's but there's this expectation, especially from a from a. We're gonna have to put a, a something on the front front half of this. Is like if you're not over, you know, seven, <laughs> it's a certain age, uh, stop now. Explicit, uh, explicit. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, where was I going with this? Okay, yeah. So if I mean, I lost my train of thought. Y'all go in. <laughs> James, you're awful quiet. You're not yeah, getting James. in on this. He doesn't uh, want to incriminate himself. Dude, I'm good, man. <laughs> <laughs> My wife would be so embarrassed if I said anything. So I'll Okay, okay. Well, well, this won't have anything to do with that, but y'all work together, right? Do, y- yeah. Y'all work together. Uh, does anybody... Does, do you find it, I guess, uh, offensive whenever guys hit on your wife? Do they hit on your wife? Because They wouldn't dare. Really? Yeah, they don't. They everybody super respects us there. But like like customers, customers. that come in that don't know y'all are married and stuff. Um, I mean that hasn't happened that much. That's not usually an issue. Um, she don't tell them. I'm gonna go over there and flirt. No, with she things. has before. She's told me before. Um, no, I don't because we have a solid relation. Like, there's no chance that him saying, 
Hey girl, looking good. Get me that number is gonna do anything. Boy, you crispy like these chips. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's no chance of anybody doing something like that having like what their desired outcome. Right? So, how does it make y'all feel when you're driving down the road and that guy just like, like checking your I had girl a moment. out? I had a moment. When Ooh. today? Yesterday? No, no. You always have moments. Hold on. I had a moment um, last week. Uh, our waiter, wait, waiter, our mm-hmm. waiter. Is that, is that the right both name? Both of them. So whatever, whatever, whatever the, the guy, the guy, the guy. Server. Ser- you can say server. That the was server. Yes. <laughs> the server <laughs> came <laughs> and um, <laughs> you woke. Uh, he at the end of the day, at the end, he gives out business cards and he just kind of just tossed it on the table. And we look at it, and he's a realtor. Well, he's trying to be a realtor and everything. He goes, yeah, man, I'm just trying to start. I'm, I'm here for now, but I'm trying to get into this realtor game. I appreciate that. You know, he's hustling. Yeah. And um, we're with, uh, we're Josh and Lily with us. And Julie, Julie and Lily were sitting at the edge where he was kind of tossed the cards. Well, Julie and Lily work at a bank. And they're like, dude, we're about to have like this mixture with all these realtors. You should come. You know, we're going to get the information and everything. And as soon as I get in the car, I don't know what made me. I turn around and Julie's like. You're gonna like email them through your work and like CC Julian, like Lillian there. You're not gonna just have a no more conversation, give them all the information. And Julie's like, Are you jealous? And I was like, No. <laughs> and then I drove off, but the whole time I could see Julie looking at me. And it was just weird because I've never felt yeah. jealous. Like, I mean, I felt jealous, but it, to show myself, like, dude, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I was about to go over there and fight that little kid, you know, but it, I just never had that moment. So, because like, because you were talking about, you no, know, Tara. I don't think I could work with Julie because then I think one she's gonna. No, see you could. Yeah, I I'll know. just tell you right now. <laughs> we we, we would not emotions. Yeah. We no. would not work. Y'all would not work. Ah, yeah. we would not work. You'll be working on different things. Winking. I think, man. I think <laughs> all of our wives are uh, beautiful people, right? Um, I think it's cool. Another, I mean, I don't want nobody touching my wife, but if somebody's just like, just confirms, man, I'm I got me a hot chick, you know, so. It doesn't bother me if that they're desirable, yeah. yeah. But you've never been jealous? Like I don't know I don't know why this crept up on I me. Mean, once again, I don't know if it's just because I'm getting old or something, or I just I've never been like that point to one time. Sender worked when we was early, early married, maybe in the first couple of years, she worked at this one place with nothing but dudes. Mm-hmm. And there was this one guy that he was always with like some, you know, some other chick, you know, and he was always cheating on his wife and stuff. And that that one right there, that mm-hmm. one bothered me. But other than that, no. Well, I remember we went to like this uh, drive-through one time, and I was trying to talk to this dude about my order and pay and all that. The whole time, he's looking at Sandra, mm-hmm. and I'm just like, "Hey, bro!" <laughs> and and he then he started looking at me. I'm just I'm I'm, I'm like right here. <laughs> I mean, I actually had to call him out so he would like take my money because he was looking at Sandra. <laughs> Poor mm-hmm. Julie. Julie has a, those are the truck movie. drivers. My, I just, I just the truck drivers this, are always my, peeping down on our car. I just remember the story about the guy stealing your girl. Oh, <laughs> two weeks in a row, bro. Mr. Miyagi. <laughs> two weeks in a row. <laughs> You're like, he's I'm right here, and it's like, yeah, the, well, works for the right. other guy. I uh, I don't think I don't think I've ever been you jealous. I, um, no, because one, oh, and and of course, y'all know my wife. It, she doesn't throw out that kind of energy. The only kind of energy she throws out is like, yeah, like you know, if you approach her, she's gonna, so she's Sandra gonna stab was you. Throwing out some yeah. energy, you know. <laughs> no, but, but, but even even if it's like, the, it, it, it's like, or almost even perceived, you know, because if, yeah. if 
if there's a if there's a a woman that just naturally bubbly and very kind of you know just uh, an, uh, an extrovert yeah. whatever they kind of the perception from somebody that's just kind of looking for an excuse to go talk to them that well that you were so nice it's like they're nice to everybody yeah you know but my wife is not like that at all you know some people say man she's really mad today that's just her face you know that's just how she is so just like you like it. but yeah that's just how i like it whenever i see her stewing and stuff like that you know just you know i look at her and i'm like yeah that's my i'm wife. sure there's some situation out there where that would make me jealous but generally speaking i feel like because you've all met the couples who are like jealous couples that are kind of most of the time almost all the time that's just because they have a weak relationship. Yeah, the yeah. more jealous they are, yeah, it stems from some insecurity right. that's within. Yeah, right. yeah. So James is not insecure. Yeah, David, I'm what about not you? I don't He's really like, man, think I'm, I'm jealous I'm, every day. I'm, I'm like, not texting right her right there. now. Yeah. Uh, nah, <laughs> I, like, I, I, I gotta go. I gotta go see. <laughs> all right, Charles. Go. We gotta go. Uh, no, you're driving. Wait, you're walking. You man, you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what to say. I'm over here. Okay. Uh, nah, I don't. I'm not really the uh, jealous type, but a story that really pops into my mind is um, when we were engaged. There was this one time we uh, went out with some friends to it was a uh, karaoke bar or it was karaoke night at this like bar and grill, and uh, and it's already later on in the evening. Everybody's good. And they're like getting drunk, whatever. And uh, me and Raquel, we go up there to sing this song. And there's where the stage was, there was people sitting there, and there was a couple of people that were like dancing, and uh, so we're singing our song, and uh, and and this guy, he 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 he's like dancing, but he's like trying to make his way toward toward towards Raquel, and 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 I see it, so he so he so he's about to do it, and the uh, the DJ behind me is like, do you know that guy? And right as I'm about to like like tell him something, I'm like, no, I don't know. So the DJ like runs off the stage and like bumps that dude and he's like, "Hey, you need to get out of here! Like, you need to stop." So like it like stopped that song and uh, right after that, I told her, I was like, what "Hey, it's time to go." This girl is on fire. Nah, <laughs> it was a it was a Black Eyed Peas song. Can we be alone now? It was yeah, a Black Eyed Peas song. Let's get it started. Yeah, running, running, and running, running, and running. <laughs> no. <laughs> nah, I think it was like. My homes or something. Oh, that's it. Like, that'll, yeah. that'll do it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Delicious or something. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah man. Yeah. But it, it's uh, yeah. it, it kind of we just talked about it. Maybe we'll wrap up with this. But it's uh, it, it's for men, right? A lot of this is just from a man's perspective. But we're gonna get no downloads on this one. That's, that's all the right. Ladies always get the high ones, but this is gonna be like four. That's Hashtag right. guys night on the podcast. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's a guys conversation. You know, but guys for for the guys know. listening, you really need to, and and this is for me too. Don't think I'm like some Yoda on this, but oh. you, <laughs> but you need to you need to be able to identify the your own insecurities, mm-hmm. uh, because if not, you are gonna project them on your other, mm-hmm. and whenever you do that, it, you're gonna make you're gonna stress the, the relationship. Yeah, because really, what you're doing, you are portraying your own. Mm-hmm insecurities on them and when that happens uh it doesn't matter what they do it doesn't matter who they talk to or who they don't talk to because now uh your own insecurities are playing against you now yeah, that's, good. that's good all right david thanks for coming out man i appreciate you coming Thank you, david, by. yeah I appreciate you all right well y'all have a happy thanksgiving and we love you bye <laughs>
Refuge Project.